0: Now, during that 2020 period, while the stores were closed, had time to think. And I'm like, I want to add something to the menu. And <laughs> I added something that most people wouldn't expect to be in an ice cream parlor. Which-
1: Welcome back to the let Ball for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone, and we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level. By inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast To share share knowledge and information on how to get to the next level So without further ado, we have Rashad Mosley with us This guy has opened multiple businesses across across the globe Oh, I shouldn't say across the globe, but across the city I thought it was actually a franchise But coming to find out, this guy actually built his businesses from the ground up photography business stock trading investment i mean the list goes on but i don't want to steal his thunder i don't want to steal his shine we're gonna jump right into it rashad how you doing
0: man what's going on my man Man, i hey, appreciate you for joining i man. appreciate you having me here Thank man you.
1: so if you don't mind man just give us an introduction and your background and go from there
0: yeah my name is rashad mosley uh first off i'm a god-fearing man um uh, husband um father to to six um yeah, but besides that, the reason I'm here is I, I have multiple business. I'm a business owner, uh entrepreneur. Um, I have a photography business. Um, I had a, a, re- a retail store called Ice Cream Rollery. We had a few locations. Um, and then also my primary source of income is from trading options. And then I, I recently opened up a business where I, I actually have an online course and I show people how to do so. And then also they're able to follow my trades if they want to you know, make money with me. Okay. So... Yeah. So
1: you named three different businesses, right?
0: Three different businesses. Okay. Yep. So what was the very first one? Very first one, photography, vision and style photography. Okay. Um, you know, hey, if you guys are in Columbus, the Columbus area, holler at me. Uh, but yeah, we shoot uh, we, uh, weddings, portraits, um, uh, families, seniors, maternity, fitness. Uh, we shoot events, um, you know, and, and that's across across the nation. I was just in, in Houston last week uh, shooting for a corporate event. Um, nice. you know, I've shot for multiple multi-billion dollar companies. Um, and you know, that, that's, that business has been a blessing. That was, that was my baby. That was my first one. Okay. Uh, you know, so it's a multiple six figure a year business for me, okay. um, where I don't have any employees. It's just me. Uh, my wife does, my wife is a second shooter for me when we do some weddings, but other than that, I just rely on myself and it, it treats me very well.
1: Nice. So what year did you start this business? Uh,
0: 2013.
1: 2013. So, yeah, three businesses. Photography's the baby. So, it's video yes. and photo, right?
0: No, but just, just photo. Just focus on photo. Just yep. photo. Yep.
1: Okay. So, how did you even get into photography?
0: So, my wife, she actually, uh, while we were still in the dating phase, she had always mentioned she was very interested in photography. Okay. And so I'm like, you know what, you know, being the, the slick guy that I am, I uh, it was like, you know what, I'm a surpriser one Christmas and I'm going to a get a get a, a professional camera, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that's supposed to mean. But I, I started doing my research on, you know, what, what cameras were nice out at the time and and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, stuff actually sounds pretty interesting, you know. But then I, I end up buying it for her for Christmas. And she I mean, she loved the gift. But I ended up using it way more than she did, you know, for her. It was just collecting a little bit of dust, (laughs) to be honest. But, um, yeah, I started using it more than she did. And it it became I was like, you know what, I could probably turn this into a business, you know. And so, um, you know, fast forward, you know, it went from just being something that my wife said she was interested in to now being six figure business for it so it's definitely been a blessing.
1: Okay, so what was your very first job?
0: With the photography?
1: Yeah, how did you get the job? How did you approach it?
0: Um, so the start out well I was posting on on Facebook, okay. social media. Uh-huh. Um and then also I was posting on Craigslist, you know. Really? I was posting like, it, <laughs> I ain't, ain't no shame in my game, man. I was I was posting okay. on Craigslist, you know, and at that time because we was just starting, yeah. my prices were what people who search on craigslist would be looking for okay. you know so i was i mean i was probably like 50 60 dollars for a whole shoot you wow. know and you know people on craigslist are like that right like, exactly. all right let's let's do it so i wouldn't pay for it yeah you know, it's 50 bucks <laughs> what can you lose like even if you get one picture you like you're good right. you know but um yeah so that, that's how we started first start off getting clients and you know my prices are very different from those Craigslist prices now so okay, okay.
1: well i'm sure i mean you've been at it for over 5 years so right well
0: 2013 is when we started so 13 so yeah that's... we're almost at 11 years oh wow that's a long time yeah yeah okay, so over a, over a decade over a decade yeah okay so what year did you
1: start making money from your business from the photography business
0: um it took it took about it was just over a year for me to become profitable. Okay. Um, so, you know, I initially bought all the camera equipment and everything I think I needed. And then was doing all these shoots, you know, charging 50 bucks for them. So it took a little while. Um, yeah. You know, maybe had I hiked the price up a little bit more. It would have been quicker. But it yeah, just over a year became profitable. And, uh, yeah, haven't looked back since.
1: Okay. So so you got the photography business. When I think of five years, I'm thinking about ice cream rollery. So, ice cream rollery, yep. Okay. So you have the photography business. That's 2008, right? 2013. 13. All right, so 2013. How did you? So what was next? Was it the
0: stock trading or was it ice cream? Rollery? Next was ice cream rollery. Okay, so yeah. how did you even transition into that? Yeah, so that, so most of my business just came off of a whim, really. So with the ice cream rollery. My wife and I we went to uh, Puerto Rico in 2017. Okay, and we we took a little tour, and while we were on this tour bus, we saw a sign in front of a store that said Road Ice Cream. And uh, anybody knows me, I I have a a sweet tooth like crazy. And I I looked at it, I said, Road Ice Cream, man, what the heck is that? You know. And so I ventured into the store, and they had this this huge menu. So I just ordered something just to see. I wanted to see the process because that, that's the whole thing about road ice cream. It's a process. You get to see it. It's exciting. Ooh. You know, It's a lot different than just scooped ice right. cream you plop in a cup. Um, but I, I placed my order and I saw the process of how it was made. And literally while we were in that store, I was like, I'm going to start this business. Right. I'm going to start this business. So the first thing I did um, after I saw how exciting the process was, is I put out my phone while we were still in the store and I Googled to see. Columbus, Ohio, Road Ice Cream. I'm gonna see is is anybody else doing this? Cause mm-hmm. I've never seen it before, mm-hmm. you know. And at that time, um, you know, some people that became my competitors. So I'm not gonna mention any names. <laughs> uh, they they didn't have a store open. They were just doing like pop up shops. Ah. So there was no store for Road Ice Cream in Columbus, Ohio, okay. at the time. Right. And so I was like, oh, bet, mm-hmm. bet, we're gonna we're gonna get started on this. So I literally. <laughs> I literally had the logo made for the brand before we even got back home while wow. well, I was still in Puerto Rico execute. yeah, you know, I had to execute now <laughs> now the wife she didn't she wasn't too happy about me working while we were still on vacation, but uh you know right. she, she she likes it now yeah, <laughs> <So of course. laughs> she likes it now, yeah so. okay,
1: so you went from ice cream rollery to stock trading because I know you said you have all three, yes. so what made you 'cause i'm I'm assuming ice cream really was a lucrative lucrative business, right? Yeah, lucrative
0: business. business, uh, Yeah, I mean, between both stores, it was a million-dollar brand. Wow. Um, You know what I mean? So we were open we we opened in January 2018. Okay. So that was when the first location opened. Okay. And then the second location uh ended up opening in May of 2020. Okay. We were supposed to open in March of 2020, but right. I'm assuming all the listeners know what was going on around March of 2020. Right. So uh we didn't open at that time, but the second one opened up in May of 2020. Um and yeah, be, between between the two was a million dollar business. Um you know, and, and cuz we were we were kind of unique because we we had the road ice cream, mm-hmm. but then we also uh, now during that 2020 period, while the stores were closed, had time to think, and I'm like, I want to add something to the menu, and <laughs> I added something that most people wouldn't expect to be in an ice cream parlor, mm-hmm. which was lobster rose. Yep, okay, really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I added lobster rose. and it's crazy, and you know this this speaks to. Follow what God gives you exactly, because he gives you the message and not anybody else. So when you go and ask that other person about your message that you received, they may not give you what you need to hear. But with that being said, so um, I had just recently, I think late 2019, had my first lobster roll. I was actually in Baltimore Mm -hmm. and I had a lobster roll for the first time. I was like, oh, this is super good. Mm -hmm. And while they were making it, I watched them because they were it's in the back but you could see Mm -hmm. i was like i'm watching them make it i'm like well that's super simple Mm -hmm. and so during the 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 pandemic shutdown i was thinking about what i could add to the menu Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i'm gonna do uh, lobster rolls. Mm -hmm. i asked a few people i said hey um what do you think about me adding lobster rolls to ice cream rollery Mm -hmm. first response was are you stupid (laughs) Because it's ice cream and you're adding a lot of... Adding cream. seafood to an ice cream place. Right. People fear what they've never seen. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I then asked another person and they said, no, that's not a smart idea. Mm-hmm. So after the second though, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Because what's my worst case scenario? If this does not work out, then I just take it With off the me. menu. <laughs> yeah. That's like the worst thing that could happen. But if, because originally I was, when I got those, I'll be honest, when I got those first two reactions, I was like, you know what? Okay. Maybe I'll start a totally different business Mm -hmm. and get a totally different store and go through a totally different construction and go through all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and have to pay hundred thousand dollars for all of that. Exactly. Or I could just add it on to what I already have. Mm -hmm. All right. And so thankfully I, I went with that route and, you know, when we launched it, we would sell a few here and there, okay, uh, but it, it wasn't selling like crazy. Um, so was it just the lobster by itself, or did you was it like a
1: combination of ice cream and lobster together?
0: So, the lobster rolls by itself, but you could get, a, like, a combo. So, you had your lobster roll as your meal and then your yeah. ice cream as your dessert. Uh, then, provided with a drink. So, we had combos that included everything. Okay.
1: Well, see, I was thinking. I never tried it. I tried the rolled ice cream, which I loved it. I mean, just <laughs> to your point, seeing the process. Yeah. You know, I'm like, man, that's that's pretty dope. It's different. Yeah. You know, the rolled ice cream. and It's an experience. I mean… The experience, and you got a lot for your money, right? right? So I enjoyed that part of it. Never tried the lobster roll, but I was trying to imagine. I'm like, okay, well, did they take the ice cream and dump it on top of the lobster roll? Like, how did? They oh work? no, <laughs> no,
0: no! They're not. They're not uh, intertwined. <laughs> okay. they're, they're two totally separate little items. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it was. It's funny because we first launched it. Kind of crickets with it. Okay. But then somebody from a popular radio station okay. came in. And I didn't know who she was. I mm. I didn't find out until after because she, she got her lobster row. Okay. She clearly enjoyed it. Okay. And then she went on the radio station the very next day and talked it up. Nice. And then suddenly we had lines out the door for wow. a span. I want to say it was for three straight months from the time we opened to the time we closed, we had a line out the door mm-hmm. for lobster rolls, and we were selling more lobster than seafood places. Wow! And we're an ice cream parlor, right? Because it was something different. It was it was different, yeah. and and it was it was you could see the marketing happening because first thing you hear of when an ice cream place is selling seafood is like stop it can't be that good exactly so their curiosity and them hearing other people like oh no you got to try it it's good it they 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 had to they had to come try it right it it was all the hype around it and then then they come trying they're like oh this is actually good and then you keep seeing the same circular thing Mm -hmm. happening and so yeah for for a span of three months from the time we opened to the close we had a line out the door for lobster rows. and during that three month uh period we sold more lobster than we did ice cream
1: wow only because they couldn't imagine or believe that an ice cream parlor was selling mm-hmm. lobster.
0: Yeah, No,
1: that makes sense. That's smart, actually.
0: It's very smart. And yeah. now you got to think, had I listened to those those two people that told me that I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, now nah, who's stupid? Right. right.
1: <laughs> so you have this successful ice cream parlor, right? Yeah. How did you even get it to stock trading? I mean, you're busy with photography. You're busy with ice cream parlor. How did that come about? Yep.
0: Yeah, so uh, in 2020, during that time... Um, you know everybody the, the world was was ending quote unquote uh so i had to shut down both ice cream parlors okay. i couldn't do any photo shoots mm-hmm. um oh yeah that's right yeah and so essentially my income went to zero i went from having this million dollar brand and the photography being six figure business to now zero um and for anybody who has a lease they know during that time landlords didn't didn't care oh Times are tough. You're not getting any money? Okay, still send me mine. Mm-hmm. You know, that was our attitude. Um, and so during that time I was sitting at home Googling, like, I need to find something. I'm you know, I'm a I have a wife, I have six kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said six. <laughs> <laughs> I have six kids, and you know, I'm the provi- I'm the man, I'm the provider. Exactly. And I can't this 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 cycle can't continue on because nobody knew when COVID was going to end quote unquote. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, I have to prepare like this is going on for another year, two years, five years. I have no idea. Exactly. All right. And so I just went on Google. I was trying to find ways where I could bring in income without having to rely on anybody or having to go at certain places that might be closed, et cetera. On this long list was options trading. Mm-hmm. And I looked at a list. I go, Hmm, I've heard of it before. Mm-hmm. I've, I've already been an investor. I was already an investor at the time. So I, I know about the stock market. Okay. I'm like, let me start learning about this. And so um, over the span of a little over a year, I started diving into it, um, losing money, making a little bit of money, right. losing money, mm-hmm. losing big, lo- making money, you know? And so, and throughout that process, I, ca- I, ca- I go, okay, let's settle down. I need to make my own process that is very repeatable mm-hmm. and that works. exactly. So during that time, I created my own personal process uh, for trading options that has worked for me tremendously. Okay, um, And so I went from that period during COVID, not knowing where I was going to bring income into now that is my primary source of income. I bring in multiple six figures um, doing that and then from that I just recently launched a business where I can try to teach people how to do so as well.
1: Okay. So you went from photography, ice cream rollery that you built from the ground up, yep. stock trading. So now let's talk let's kind of peel the layers back, right? Let's go mm-hmm. back to some of those milestones and turning points before all of that started, before all of the success. Did okay. you ever work for anybody or have you always been an entrepreneur since you graduate did you go to college i did go to college okay yep. so after graduating college did you go into a job or straight into entrepreneurship uh
0: so well in in college you know i've, I've always been a hustler all okay. right so okay. i mean i've had i had businesses that were not official businesses right <laughs> they they weren't filed with the secretary of state okay. but um yeah so while i was in college uh one thing I did is I actually I sold used phones. Okay. And so what I would do is I would go on Craigslist, I would find somebody's used phone that they were selling, I talk them down, get it for cheap, mm-hmm. and then I go on eBay and sell it for, you know, like a $100 markup. Mm-hmm. And so I did that all throughout college and that was I mean, that's how I paid for my books and all all everything else. Wow. Um but yeah, I went to. I actually went to school for physical therapy. Okay. So I went to a small school here uh, in Columbus, oh. and I graduated with my bachelor's degree okay. um, in physical therapy. But after going through four years, um, you know, to be a physical therapist, you need to have your doctorate. Mm-hmm. And so after going through the four years, I was like, I don't know about another four years of this. You know, I was. I don't know how I made it through the first four. To be honest, but. <laughs> you made it hey I made it my mom made it but um
1: so what year did you come up
0: I graduated college in 2011 okay class of 2011 yep so um but yeah so I graduated there with my physical therapy um degree my bachelor's of physical therapy and I did have I was in the health field for a little while um obviously not as a physical therapist because I needed a higher degree for that but I I was in the um health field for a, a few more years after I graduated but you know, that's, that wasn't the place to be. Okay.
1: <laughs> so you were in the health field doing what?
0: Uh, so I actually worked at a uh, children's hospital and I worked in their, their autism unit. Okay. So I was working with kids with autism. Um, I was kind of in charge of making sure that the plan that the psychologists implemented for them was our the plan that the psychologists uh, drew out for them was implemented um, both at, at home and at, at school or where, you know, in their life to give them the most success. Okay, so what was
1: that thought process when you're like, okay, it's time to leave Children's and build my own thing? What was that thought process? Like, what hit you in that moment to actually make that change?
0: Yeah, so I had already had the photography going while I was working at Children's. Okay. Um, And the photography was, was doing very well for me. Okay. And it wasn't actually until I was about to open up Ice Cream Rollery that I said, okay. It's time to leave. Oh, okay. um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that your job should be your first business partner. Exactly. Um, you need to make sure to use that business partner for as long as you possibly can before you make a jump. Mm-hmm. Now, when should you make a jump? That's the that's the golden question. Mm-hmm. I believe that you should make the jump once you know that you are losing money. From staying at the job. Mm-hmm. I'ma repeat that. <laughs> when you know that you're losing money from working, mm-hmm. when you gotta go to work and now you're because you're going to work, you're making less money than you would had you not gone to work. Mm-hmm. That's when it's time to jump. Mm-hmm. Now obviously there's other factors. You should have some money saved up, you know, for a rainy day, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I left maybe about four months before the first ice cream rollery store opened. Okay. And so I was building up the whole process during while I was still working a nine to five, working full time, Mm -hmm. working full time at children's. Um, So absolutely, you know, anybody out there who's, who has a business that they've started and they're thinking of what should they do? Should they quit now? The answer is probably no. Keep utilizing it Mm -hmm. for as long as you possibly can. Exactly as long as you possibly can.
1: Okay. So what are some of the, the key challenges you had to overcome in either business? So if the the stock trading business you just recently started that mm. ice cream rollery or the photography business.
0: The biggest challenge. Um, so with ice cream rollery over the span of five years, I had over 200 employees. Wow. That's a huge accomplishment. Uh, man. Yes. Okay. Oh, thank, thank you, man. I appreciate Especially, it.
1: Especially, you know, two locations hiring over 200 people. Definitely help the community.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: You know, young teenagers looking for work, stuff like that.
0: Yep, young teenagers. So very, very blessed to be able to give. I mean, out of that two hundred, probably about hundred and seventy of them was it was their first job. Wow. You know, and so, um, nice. you know, I got to from the time. Hey, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> course, I appreciate course, you. From the time we open, I got to see some people go from being a junior in high school to seeing some of them. Get their master's degree in college. Wow! So that was—I that mean—that was, was a blessing, you okay. know. So and you, those, especially the people who were with us when we first opened, I feel like they're family. You know, they—they kind of went through the craziness with me. So right. you seeing that whole process and seeing them them elevate themselves was was dope. Okay. Uh, but I would definitely say that is also on the flip side one of the biggest challenges uh, is having a business that is so heavily reliant on other people. Ooh. You know, photography, I'm me. I, I got it. I'm him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm him at the, as they say, you know, so I have the photography uh, with the stock trading is just me and my computer. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I got to rely on. But with the, the ice cream business, having so many employees, cause I, you know, I can't, and then, especially when we open up the second location, well, I, I can't be two places at once. That's Ooh. kind of impossible. So uh, build, building a team, that is that you can rely on and, and is effective mm-hmm. is a, is definitely a challenge.
1: So I'm glad you said that. So let's talk about that for a second, right? Okay. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of small businesses, they always have challenges with scaling their business, right? Okay. Hire more people because you could have a good pro- process or a solid service or a solid product, but not have the people to push the service of the product. Right. So what type of advice would you give based on your experience with ice cream rollery, on how to build a solid team to truly scale your business, because obviously you did it with opening a second
0: location. Yeah. So scaling the business, let's let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about money first. Okay. Okay. If you want good employees or you want a good team, <laughs> you're going to have to pay them like they're a good employee or a good team. Okay. You know, nobody, especially, especially nowadays with, you know, with pay rates, you know, people, you know, we were, in competition now with McDonald's and Chipotle and all these places around that, that hire the same demographic as we hire. Cause now they're going up to 14, 15, $16 an hour for these little kids. Mm-hmm. And we're over here like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as a small business. Like, Oh, y'all, y'all, that? y'all hurting. Right. Uh, but, but if you're looking to scale, scale, you're going to need other people with you. Mm-hmm. And if you want good people, you're going to have to pay them accordingly. Okay. I mean, there's really no way out of it. Now, you have to sit down and evaluate how you'll get your best return on your investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do have a good product or you already have a good service, then the next thing to scale is you need more people to, to scale it with, you know, to, or to scale it. And paying them accordingly would definitely get you get you a good way. So.
1: Okay, so you said paying them accordingly. So, But how can they pay them accordingly, right? So you figure... People they're starting this business, they're making money, they're probably thinking, you know, maybe the scarcity mindset, like, mm-hmm. oh, if I pay more money, then I may hurt myself in the long run. So what was your thought process on that? Cause I'm sure you saw This was your bottom line, your net profit. You realize, okay, now these competitors are paying more money. Right. It's going to affect your bottom line. How did you get past that thought process?
0: Yeah. So at the point where you, where you need to hire other people should be at the point where you've already done everything you possibly could on your own. You've already scaled this business as far as you can on your own. And, so at this point, there's obviously no other option if you do want to make more money than to bring other people on. So you're not you're not bringing them in when you're like mm, making a few bucks here and there. You know this is at the point where I, I'm making bread, but if I need more, I'm gonna need somebody else. So okay. so you'd have to be at that point already. And right. so at that point, you already know that your business is is very well, is, is very good. You know, okay. it's very effective. Okay. And so from there, it can only go up you know if you're bringing other people on
1: right well one thing i do want to say man and i said this earlier but i want to say it again officially i respect you and commend you man for taking a thought from on vacation that you you know you saw this opportunity brought it back home and yeah. built it from the ground up man i thought it was a franchise yeah. for the longest, but to <laughs> yeah. know you know to see it standing the building the employees the setup on the inside the process everything to know that you watched it you know, you, you got the, the sign from God and decided to develop and implement yourself. That's huge, man.
0: I appreciate it, so, man. Absolutely. Absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, a lot of people, because, I mean, I obviously took the pictures because I'm a photographer. I took the pictures for the menu and stuff. So people come in like, oh, I thought this was a franchise. Like, yeah. no, little old me. Okay. <laughs> little old me. So. I mean, that's cool, man. Seriously. Yep. So
1: in terms of the, the competition, what sets you apart from your competitors, right? Because I know you mentioned that There were other or similar companies trying to take the concept or, Mm -hmm. you know, reintroduce or mimic the concept or whatever in both ice cream rollery photography, because there are photographers out there doing what you do. There are other stock traders out there. What sets Rashad apart? Because I can't remember the name of all of the business ice cream rollery just stands out, more, obviously. (laughs) but all of those, what separates you and what you do from your competitors?
0: Yeah. So, um, Well, the biggest thing that's always going to separate you versus your competitors is you, Mm -hmm. because there is no other you, right? and nobody can do what you do, Mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that your brand for your businesses displays what you can do, and it displays you, because they can't copy that. That's the one and only thing that they cannot copy. That's true. All right, and so um, I'll start with Ice Cream Rollery. So with Ice Cream Rollery... um, one was the our menu. We made our menu a little different than probably any ice cream parlor, maybe in the world. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we when we added on the lobster roast to it, that that definitely separated us. Uh, we tried to definitely separate ourselves as far as customer service. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's ever gone to a road ice cream parlor and seen what they do, you know, it's a show. And so with that, I tried to always hire showmen. Mm-hmm. Because I need you to put on a show. I don't care if you're flipping the scrapers. We would uh, write the kids' names um, in the ice cream with chocolate syrup and all that stuff. We did everything we could to put on a show. Ooh. And, um, you know, there were we had competitors around us. that We had more and more competitors pop up. And people would come from – there was another one that opened in Pickerington. Ooh. That was maybe less than 10 minutes from our location. Okay. And we would ha- literally had people come from Pickerington to come to us. Because the experience that they received at the other one was lackluster. Mm. You know, anybody can just mm, scrape up the ice cream. Here you go. Exactly. But if we're going to put on a show for you, them kids is going to, mommy, let's go to that place. Yeah, come, like, on oh, yeah. <laughs> come on over here. Come on over here. So, you know, it's funny because one of our competitors, uh, actually our biggest competitor. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say their name. Okay. But uh, <laughs> in 2020, so I actually have to rewind. Mm-hmm. So when we first opened in 2018, this specific competitor actually tried to get us shut down. They actually wrote letters to the health department saying that we were using equipment that should not be certified and that et cetera, et cetera. Wow. So we we got visits from the health department, questioned us on a lot of things. Uh, and I actually seen the the letter that they wrote yeah. wanting to get us shut down. Okay. That's twenty eighteen. This I'm going to tell you the story, but I'm going to say this. Mm. My mama always taught me you never burn a bridge Mm -hmm. because you never know when you'll need somebody.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. So with that being said, in 2018, they wrote this letter. Mm -hmm. Fast forward two years later, I get an email and a phone call from these exact same people Mm -hmm. wanting me to buy their business. Wow. How the tables turn. How the tables turn. Now you need me. <laughs> the same guy you tried to do dirty. Now you need me. And you want exactly. me to help you want me to, to save you from mm-hmm. from this. Because right. it's not going well over there. Exactly.
1: I'm good. So, so was it like the same concept, the road ice cream?
0: It's the exact same. Wow. Exact same. Because
1: I know when I heard about your business, that's the first time I had ever heard of road ice cream. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I it's fair. It's fairly fairly
0: companies. new in the in the U.S. I mean, it just came over. It hasn't been over here for ten years. So it's in the U.S. altogether is is fairly new. Okay. It's it, the concept comes from Thailand. Okay. So yeah. Gotcha. So
1: what are some of the the key challenges you had to overcome in any of the businesses, and how did you overcome
0: them? Um. So with ice cream roller is definitely the 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 concept was so new here mm-hmm. that. I mean, just getting open, like dealing with the health department was rough because they're like, we never heard of this. How can we certify you guys? You guys are using what equipment? We've never heard of this. So that, that, was, that was tough. Um, there was a lot of downfalls from that just as far as even just getting the building that we were in. Um, the building that we end up being in was actually our second option. The first one we got screwed by the landlords because we were taking so long because the health department wouldn't certify us. So they say so I'm giving it to like a pizza hut or something like that. Uh, so that was definitely a journey. Right. Um, so that's ice cream roller. So photography struggles. Um, I'm trying to, trying to think of one for photography, man, the photography ball has been going for so long. Like I said, that's my baby. Ooh. So it's like, it's like rolling down a, a you know, an avalanche that, that ball just keeps getting bigger. Cause that, that momentum is already there for Ooh. that business. Uh, but I would say, I guess when we first started, um, because we were on the lower end, as far as price scale, Mm -hmm. that's the type of customer that you attract when you are charging those prices. And so because of the world we live in now where everybody has a camera, Mm -hmm. typically they have it right in their pocket. It's a camera, right? Mm Um, the the value of photographers seemed to be much lower. Mm. And so if you were pricing yourself accordingly with those people that had that type of mindset, mm-hmm. it was like, "Oh, this person charges $10 less, so I'm going to go there." So then you're just pri- you're you're battling for the lowest price, mm-hmm. which is a losing game, okay. right? And so um revamping my brand so that now we're a luxury photographers and now we appeal to luxury people with luxury pockets, okay. uh, was definitely, um, a strategy that we utilize, okay. you know, of course, with whatever your business is, of course, you need to have a product in the service that matches those, those luxury prices, which mm-hmm. we do. Um, I believe now we're the, there, we have the most five-star ratings of any photographer in the state of Ohio. Now I do believe. Okay. Um, that was a smart pivot for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, 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 okay. for
1: sure. So, give us, give me a success story, like that one that really stands out in your mind. No matter what you do, when someone asks you that question, if they have, that you're like, man, it's I can never forget this one time when this happened.
0: Yeah, that's probably with um, my options trading, man. Just going from. Not knowing anything about it, to it being my primary source of income, like mm-hmm. bigger than, like I said, ice cream roller was a million dollar brand, mm-hmm. and so for the the options trading in such a t- short time frame, that was 2020 that I learned it, now it's 2023. It's my primary source of income. I bring in multiple six figures with it. Um, that's probably probably one of my biggest success stories. I mean, there were so many hurdles with ice cream roller, but the 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 stock trading just just because of the the quickness, <laughs> you know, with it and being able to make money at any time. You know, if, if I need money for something, I'm, I'm going to the stock market for it. That's, okay. And that's just what it is. So that that's definitely my, my biggest flex there.
1: So let's talk about stock trading, right? So you let, you just start, you started the business when?
0: well, I started, I started options trading in 2020, options, okay. um, but I started um, teaching people how to do so Ooh. just, just a few months ago uh, in August, August of 2023.
1: Okay, so so far, being new to this, obviously, you know, I have my challenges as well. Just starting a podcast, yeah. only what eight episodes in. Okay. But what are some of your challenges? You know, with going down this path of as an entrepreneur, you're already seasoned in photography, you're already seasoned in ice cream roll- rollery, and you're seasoned in terms of investing in making your own investments. Mm-hmm. But now you're teaching others how to do it. Yeah, right? you've been into it for a few, minute, a, few a few months people want to establish the trust and stuff like that. How's that working out for you?
0: It's working out good. Uh, so we, I have an online course it's called trade to freedom. Okay. And then we also have the trade to freedom community, mm-hmm. uh, where people are able to, um, follow, basically follow my trades. I post my trades in real time in this community. Um, so if you do want to make money doing the exact same trades that I'm doing, making money, uh, that you have that option. um, So that has worked out great. I'll say the biggest hurdle for that is online. There's such, you know, so many people have built online presences and sometimes there are people out there that are not really doing what they say they're doing Mm -hmm. or they're making money that they're not really say they're making. So, Mm Um, you kind of have to try to separate yourself from these gurus right. um, that claim that they're, they're doing things that they're not, mm. you know, um, oh, I made a million dollars yesterday. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, so that that's probably the biggest one is separating myself from them and okay. showing people, no, this is really, you know, one thing I want, my whole thing with that is getting people from a nine to five to be able to get unlimited freedom you know unlimited freedom and in order to do that you need to not rely on a nine-to-five all right so the unlimited freedom is that your brain uh, so yeah, it's my closing brand, um, and I really just made this for to go along with the course. This, this isn't for sale yet, but okay. I mean, if you want to buy it, I'll make it for sale. But <laughs> uh, I like the shirt, by the way. I uh, appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody who's interested in in the course and the community, though, if you go to MoneyTalkRashad dot okay, um, click on Trade Freedom. You know, come on and 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 learn uh, learn a new skill set that could pay you for a very very long time.
1: Nice. So what about if people are like, uh. I don't know because I tried stock trading before I invested in someone else, mm-hmm. didn't get my money's worth, and they're hesitant to invest with you. Gotcha. So what are you doing to kind of, you know, I guess kind of curve that curiosity in terms of if they should invest or not or that hesitation?
0: Yeah. So my my biggest goal with this is by the time I die, I want to create 100 millionaires. Okay want to I want to help create 100 millionaires um, and so when I first launched the course I was actually selling it for2500 dollars okay okay and now I mean it's it's worth 20 times more that more than that but I do realize that that is a big investment for a lot of people mm-hmm. so what I have done uh, I do have a, a pretty big sale that's going on right now where I just dropped it to just, just $75 per month okay per month and you can cancel at any time
1: mm,
0: okay. so your biggest your biggest loss if if it didn't work out for you it could be 75 bucks. Right. But you know, I don't, I don't make any guarantees, but I'm willing to bet that you, it'll be a wise investment for you. So I, I lowered that threshold, um, down to that $75 per month. Mm-hmm. And from that, I seen a lot of people that were already on the email list that were already interested. They snatched, they snatched that up because you don't you don't have much to lose. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I do very well with this, and I just I want to share it. By the, by the time I die, I want to create 100 millionaires, and I do think that uh, trading options in the way that I trade options could make a lot of millionaires. Okay. So this, this formula that you use for yourself, mm-hmm. you teach other people that same process. Same process, Okay. Yep.
1: All right. So as far as staying up to date on trends, right, on options trading and photography, how do you stay up to date? Do you take, like, continuing education courses is it youtube videos how do you stay up to date with all of that uh
0: well i mean youtube Look, youtube university is the best <laughs> the best by far school in the world and the and the fact that it's free 99 right. uh, <laughs> you know everybody should i mean that's how i i learned photography was okay. was youtube university okay um that's um, how i started learning options trading was youtube university okay you know, so if you're not utilizing YouTube University in 2023, I don't know what to. Come on, <laughs> come on. Right. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, YouTube is great. Um, you know, and just do, doing doing your own research. There's there so many things out out now with the everything's online. Like if you, if you can't find information, some some's not right. Right. So yeah, YouTube University is the best best thing ever.
1: Okay. So what's some advice you would give to the aspiring entrepreneurs, the people that are looking to create something from the ground up like you did with Ice Cream Rollery, the person who has the camera that they're ready to knock the dust off of and actually get into photography, the person that's like, you know, I've been talking about stock trading for a while and I want to start teaching people. Well, first learning themselves and then teaching people. What advice would you give them?
0: Talk to either God or yourself. Okay. don't focus on others' opinions, Mm -hmm. because if he gave you that thought, if he gave you that message, then it was meant for you to hear and others are not going to understand it. Mm -hmm. You can get very discouraged by talking to others about a message that God only gave you. Mm -hmm. If God gave it to both of you, well, then it'll work out. Mm -hmm. But so many people could be right on the verge of greatness, but be pushed down by. People that don't mean any harm at all. Mm -hmm. Jay Z said once in a line, he said, uh, They always said I never sell a million records. When I sold a million records like a million times. Mm -hmm. In the interview, he said that that was actually his favorite uncle who told him that. Mm -hmm. It was his favorite uncle who was trying to be a rapper Mm -hmm. and it wasn't working out well for him. Mm -hmm. So when Jay Z, as a little youngin', said, Hey, I want to do this, his uncle went, Boy, you ain't going to never be a successful rapper. I, I, I've tried it. It's, it's too hard, man. You might want to try something else. And now we all know who Jay-Z is today. Exactly. Right? So that message may have just been for Jay-Z and not his uncle, clearly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so what about the fear? Because a lot of people, they're like, okay, I got the message. Mm-hmm. But how do I execute on the message?
0: Gotcha. At some point, you have to jump. Okay. Now it should be a very calculated jump. We're not just if it if you ever go uh skydiving, mm. you don't just go on a plane and just and they say, Go ahead, jump. Right? right. right? There's a, a process beforehand. Yeah, There's yeah. a bunch of trainings. They put this thing on you called a parachute. <laughs> they take you to an exact spot where it's safest to land uh-huh. and then they give you a notification of when you should jump. They say, right. Okay, go ahead. It's it's fine now. Exactly. Go ahead. Right. So at some point you do have to jump mm-hmm. but it has to be a calculated jump mm-hmm. so and you know that's and we talked earlier about people for people when should they quit their nine to five if they started their business mm-hmm. well that again it's a calculated jump and exactly. make sure we're going to make sure that we use that nine to five for as long as we possibly can exactly and then when the instructor says okay it's, it's clear to jump now you got your parachute on we're, we're good right then make that jump <laughs> okay so
1: so with everything you have going on, all the successful businesses you have, your wife that's supporting you through everything, having your back through everything, mm-hmm. your children, how in the world do you balance keeping your wife happy, mm-hmm. keeping your kids happy, running three <laughs> businesses, taking care of yourself, your physical self, your mental health? How yeah. do you balance all of that?
0: I'm not I'm not gonna lie, man. That's <laughs> something I'm still still trying to master to this okay. day. You know, it's so I, I seen an interview recently where people were talking about balance, and they said something interesting that I really do agree with. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, mm-hmm. there's not gonna be balance. Mm-hmm. In order to build something up, there has to be sacrifice at some somewhere. Something has to, to be sacrificed. Exactly. And that might be time with your spouse. It might be time with your kids. Mm -hmm. Now, once you've gotten it to a point where it can live on its own, Mm -hmm. then that balance gets put back into place. Mm -hmm. But at at the beginning, there's going to be sacrifices, whether it's financial, whether it's time, whether it's or quality time, there's going to be sacrifice at some point. And if you're not sacrificing something, you're probably not going to be successful. Exactly. So at that point, you have to ask yourself a question. Well, which one do you want? Right. You want to be successful or you want to have more quality time? Right. Because you're not going to have both at the exact same time. Exactly. You have to get that ball rolling down that down that hill so that it can accumulate and get bigger. Mm-hmm. and. At some point, the momentum is going to be so great that you can back up and say, yep, that's going to keep rolling. Okay. But you have to make the initial push. And sometime that initial push may be a month, two months, a year, two years. Who knows? Okay. That's good. That's very
1: valuable. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the momentum, right? The momentum is going. You roll it down. You started with this little cube. Now you have this huge avalanche snowball, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But when do you say that the ball is big enough now – I can scale back and put some more time on the other side.
0: So when that happens, that that's a, that's a conversation you want have to have with yourself. And then, you know, with your family, your spouse, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, you know, and that's, that's something I'm still, uh, I've had several conversations with the wife. You're spending too much time on this, mm-hmm. you know, and my wife's not an entrepreneur, so she doesn't get it. You don't, you don't, Whew, let, me, let me breathe on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I'm taking one for you. <laughs> you know, it's when somebody's never been an entrepreneur, they have such a, a non-understanding of what it takes to be one. Mm-hmm. And with that, and especially when it's your spouse, where one is one is an entrepreneur, I'm only an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and the other one, you know, is not she doesn't fully understand of everything that it takes mm-hmm. you know sometimes she'll ask me what did i do today and my mind goes blank because i've done 8 million different jobs <laughs> and i can't sit here and list off every single one to you i didn't, i forgot about 98% right, of them of right. what i did you know and so <laughs> you know it just it's what what level do you want to do you want to be at, and how much are you willing to sacrifice for it, mm-hmm. you know? Look at, like, Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. for Amazon. I mean, he was working crazy to get Amazon to where it's at now, and now he's taken somewhat of a step back. He's no longer the CEO. He's, you know, and he's he's living his life, but that ball was, he clearly had crazy momentum, exactly. you know, and so now he can step back and live his life and and give his divorced wife a, a bunch of money and all, <laughs> you know, but... It took it took time to get to that level. So I, to be honest, I'm not to answer your question. I'm not sure when when it is that you rebalance that life. It just depends on where you want to be, where you want your success level to be at. Do you
1: feel like it's fair to say setting a goal in terms of time or financial goal, or maybe even both, would be like a good benchmark for that?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, set set the goal and write it down. Right. You know, make it clear. You know, I want to be at this. The only problem with that is there's a there's a term for it. I can't think of the term, but it's human nature to go. You you know, you're at a job, you're making fifty thousand dollars a year. You're like, mm, this is cool, but I really want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. A Few years go by, and you're now making a hundred thousand dollars, and you go, mm, you know what? This is cool, <laughs> but I really want to make two hundred thousand dollars a year. Exactly. Years go by, you're now making that. Uh-huh. Mm, this is cool, right? We always, it's human nature for us humans to want more once we obtain something. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, going back to lyrics, Drake said in the lyric, he said, "I was wishing for some things, and now I'm used to those." Mm-hmm. Uh, go back to my first car was a Hyundai Sonata, mm-hmm. and I was my first goal was I just want a car. I don't care what it is, exactly. Right? I got the car. I'm like, oh, this is cool, but I want a Dodge Charger now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I end up getting the Dodge Charger. Mm-hmm. I was excited. Mm-hmm. After a few months, I'm like, "This is cool." Now I want a Tesla. Uh-huh. Now I got a Tesla, uh-huh. and I'm like,
1: hmm. "Now I need a Lamborghini." Or something, you know what I mean? Like, but we, we we
0: always want we always want the next thing, and so it's 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 a lifelong battle of of
1: right. But you know, I I agree with you in terms of the balance, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing that I've learned, and I actually heard this from someone else. I can't remember who, but it's really about just prioritizing. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like, yeah, there's no balance. But once we do prioritize our family, right? you know, our spouse, our children, that it's all about them. right? So that's something that I've tried to yeah, address myself. It's like, okay, when well, we do have that time. Just know you have all of me.
0: Right, exactly. Now, there
1: are times where I'm like picking up my phone, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then I get the side eye and I have to yeah. put it down. But, yeah, no, I definitely understand that. Yeah, it's, so is there anything else that you want to add? Anything else you want to share that we didn't get a chance to touch on, talk about, hit on?
0: Um you know, just go for it. Just go for it. Don't let anybody talk you down if there's something you want to achieve, go for it. And if you fail, great, because you have to fail to succeed. Exactly. You cannot succeed without failure because we learn from failure. Failure is great. Failure is a blessing. I get excited every time I fail, you know, and it's crazy because I'm going to tell you this. When I first that first year, when I was was trying to learn Mm -hmm. options trading, Mm -hmm. I took a huge L. Okay. And when I say huge, I mean huge L. Right. Okay. Okay. And at the time, it hurts. Failure is going to hurt, especially when it first happens. You're I'm gonna tell to share
1: you what the huge L
0: was. Oh yeah, okay. in one day I lost twenty eight thousand dollars. Mm. Wow! So was that part of your initial investment? Yeah, or, or was it profit? Um, I want to say it, it was. I was actually in profit at that time. Okay, but it was still twenty eight thousand right. dollars gone. You still felt the hit in the course of twenty four hours. Okay, right, right. Uh-huh. And so at that time. I thought the world was over. (laughs) I lost somebody's half a salary in a day. I thought the world was over, you know, and I'm doing, I'm doing fairly well, but $28,000 is $28,000. I'd rather blown that on something else, (laughs) you know what I mean? But, um, in a single day, I lost 28,000 for a time that, that hurts so much, Mm -hmm. But it was from that $28,000 L that I took that I developed the process that I have now that brings in several hundred thousand dollars per year and that I'm hoping to teach thousands of people on how to do. So had I not ever taken that, had I not failed first, Mm -hmm. had I not failed first. Mm I may not be succeeding now. So that that failure had to happen in order for me to be where I'm at. So I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: because, you know, sometimes, man, we talk about the failures, but we never actually talk about what the failure was. I agree with that, man, because honestly, just to share with you a little bit, I can remember failing because I didn't know how to pivot. Mm. Like it was – I felt the pain. I experienced a challenge or some adversity, and it was like – I don't know what to do next. Gotcha. Fold, start over, fold, start over. And it was through those failures that I actually learned how to pivot. Yeah, there Because we go. it was like, now when you get older or later on, you're like, man, I, I actually could have done this, or we could have done this. So, no,
0: I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't be ignorant and start failing and keep doing the same thing. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about here. Once you fail, you need to to look at your situation like, what did I do wrong and what can I change about this? Exactly. And then you're going to try that out and you may fail again. You may fail five, ten more times. Mm -hmm. But over the long term, if you keep going, Mm -hmm. if you don't stop, the only reason you can only way you can really fail, Mm -hmm. fail, fail is Mm -hmm. if you stop. Right. If you fail and keep going, you're going to get better. Right. You know, it's. When you're working, I always use this analogy, when you're working out your muscle, if you want bigger muscles, they have to fail. You have to push them to a point of failure Mm -hmm. for them to grow and get stronger. Exactly. They're not going to grow and get stronger in their comfort zone. Right. Get out your comfort zone and fail. Right. Fail fail over and over and over again. Right. And you'll succeed in the long run.
1: So, man, you've built a multiple six-figure business with the photography, Mm -hmm. million-dollar business with ice cream rollery. You're into stock trading, successful with that. You've already built a community. So, obviously, you're a trusted brand. You know what you're doing. You've been in the game for a while. So, if people want more, how can they contact you? Yep. How can uh, they follow you?
0: Yep. Website is moneytalkrashad.com. Uh, if you want to join the community, go on there, click on Trade to Freedom. The course and community is called Trade to Freedom. Uh, so, feel free to come on there. You can also find me on Instagram and YouTube at Money Talk Rashad. Okay
1: man i appreciate you coming on the show again man appreciate you having me man absolutely we want to thank you for joining the let's evolve for tomorrow podcast where we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs as you can see excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast to give knowledge and information on how to get to the next level and we'll see you next time